We're on our way out of the theater, and I drop my gum, and I'm like, this is it. Oh, no. This is the day I'm going to get over my fear of germs. I picked it up off the ground. There's, like, little bits of, like, milk duds and, like, popcorn kernels. There's, like, who knows what kind of gingivitis is on this thing. I put it in my mouth. It's so gross. It's a little crunchy. And I ate the dirty gum. That's Uncomplicated podcast episode 15 coming to you right now. How do you say 15 in Spanish? Quince. Quince. Episode Quince in the house. <laughs> Got the real cup of coffee. It shall not spill. Let's see you drink something out of it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is real today. Not just a prop. Oh, that's gross. That sounds like I'm taking a and hit from a bomb. And you spilled something. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you know what that sounds like? Um... <laughs> What if that was the what was the, what if that was the uh, episode fifteen? <laughs> oh, episode fifteen. Well, let's get to it. Let, nobody cares to hear you drink your coffee. <coughs> I've never smoked weed, Maria. I'm pretending. I'm I, pretending. I know this. I know this. All right, about here we go. You. That's why it's funny. Is depression a mental health or spiritual situation? Ooh, that's a great question. Is it both? How best to treat? We're going through these questions, and uh, that one, I was like, let's just start Thanks with that. Thanks to everyone that has submitted a question, whether it's been on our Instagram or through our website or in the comments. We appreciate all of that. Is depression a mental health or spiritual situation? Well, why don't you talk to us? Do you have any uh, real-life personal stories about uh, w- dealing with depression? Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot more stories about that than I do smoking weed. So, um, <laughs> no, I would think, I think, let's first think about who is writing this question. Because, yeah. you know, these these questions come in, we don't we don't know who that is. Right. I mean, what kind of person would, would submit that? What kind of, you know, maybe they got... Maybe they, I think it's someone that's probably dealing with it. They might or be... Or maybe they have a loved one and they're, like, trying to, like... Help navigate. You know, because if, yeah. if you ever had a, a, a family member... Or you know a, a, a spouse or a mom or a dad and they're and they're and they're depressed, yeah. you know you you're wanting to snap out of it is what you want. Totally. And then you're like, well, crap. You know, is it? Do I pray this thing off of them? Do I? You How know? do I support them? Right. And yeah. then it's like it's like if you it's almost like you got to tell me is it depression, mental health, or is it spiritual? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, do I want to get on meds, or do I want to go to more church? Right. You know. So. Right. Or maybe do I if I get pray off meds, or if I pray more. Yeah. Yeah. So and so I think that that's a the way they wrote it's perfect. Yeah. Because it's because it they also put is it both, which I think, you know, you got to talk about that. Yeah. So so the person who thinks mental health is just, you know. Physical. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, we got we could, we should get some stats on this. Let's get some Carlos? stats. We got Litos on the mic. What's up, everyone? What's up? You got a little computer in front of you. Give me some stats. I know you're Googling. Yeah, so uh, right now what I found that is that COVID uh, increased depression and anxiety by 25%. Says who? I need a source on uh, that. This was, <laughs> this was who? This was who? Oh, World Health Organization? Yeah. Oh, okay. You big World Health Organization fan over there? Big guy over here. Okay, all right. What else? What else? What else? Um, I also found... Uh, give me a second. I just lost that one. But um, it's it looks like there was an estimated 21 million adults 
um, that suffered from depression in 2020. Wow. And that was 8.4% of all uh, U.S. adults. Yeah. Tell me if this stat's right. Wow. One out of three people in the U.S. are actually diagnosed on some level with anxiety to the point of medication. Is, 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 is really one-third on right of the population? I'll check on that for that's you right now. If that's true, or it could be one-third have claimed this, you know, and, like, they're entertaining the idea. of. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, um, I had OCD. What uh, is OCD? Explain in case someone listening does not know what that means. Uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> As I'm making this straight, <laughs> I'm like, I had OCD, and I'm like, I'm like lining this up so Make like sure everything. I swear, dude. Sometimes, man. If you guys don't know, I'm a I'm a pastor. I, I I preach every weekend of my life, and sometimes I'll be preaching, and I'll see like the back door or something like cracked open. You know, or I'll see like a pin, like someone will leave their keys in the like next to their seat, and all I can think about is like the keys on the floor. Like I'm telling you, the struggle is real. I for remember us. once you were preaching on stage, and we had these like big planters in the back of the auditorium, and someone had left a cup on top of the planter, and you were like preaching, and it was super powerful. And then you're like, "Can someone move that cup?" <laughs> Is that Jack in the Box or Carl's Jr.? I can't read from here and it's distracting Sorry, me. Sorry, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, dude. One time, an actual one time, an actual bird came into the auditorium. There was a bird. I was yeah. like, I cannot. There's a bird flying it, around in it, here. It, well, also, someone once brought their bird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One time, and someone sat had like in a the pe- front row. No, it wasn't a peacock. It was a parrot. A parrot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start with the p. A parrot. Yeah. If you're gonna bring imagine your, a peacock. If you're gonna bring someone your pets to church. In the front row. <laughs> like, don't mind me. If you're going to bring your pets to church, don't sit in the front row. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the back row. But anyways, so pets I still welcome. deal with row. that, those things that distract me, like these cards here, like what I'm saying. But when I was a kid, I had it bad, right? Mm-hmm. So I would have to, I had like these rituals that I would do where like if my dad was going to work in the morning or my mom, I would have to like kiss them a certain amount of times, like three on one cheek, three on the other, mm. hug them, you know, do a three sixty. <laughs> yeah. Don't laugh at me. Don't, don't mock I'm me. I'm not laughing. Don't I'm laughing. Me. I'm not mocking you. I'm just remembering our daughter recently kind of started to have a little bit of a tendency with her oh, nighttime yeah. routine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were able to help her totally grow through that because you identified with it. But it was like, oh, I need you to do this. And oh, my God. she couldn't go to sleep unless, you know, it was my very seven year old daughter is yeah. so much like me. Yeah, she and is. She started doing this whole thing. Like, what is it like a, a stuffed animal, some sort of ritual? Oh, I kiss the flower. Yeah. Kiss the flower. <laughs> I don't laugh. You know, it's laugh. one thing with like leave the hall light on, but it's like, you know. Yeah, she the, had these the like. Flower. She got a floral arrangement and she wanted me to sleep with her. She started. Oh, I started putting her to bed every night. Yeah, she yeah, yeah, she yeah. got really scared about a year ago. And I told her as soon as she turned seven, mommy is not going to lay there and put her to sleep yeah. anymore. And she went to bed her entire life on her own. Yeah. And then something happened. We were on vacation. She got freaked out and I had to put her to bed every night. And I straight up told her, I was like, this is not going to work. And so at seven, we said no more. Yeah. That was the line yeah, yeah, in yeah. the sand. And so then she started this weird thing. She got a floral arrangement for her birthday and she's like, can kiss you kiss this flower? And I was like, why do you want what me to kiss this flower? And she's like, so you can be sleeping with me. Your kiss is by oh me or something gosh. bizarre. And so, but look, man, that's, that's but how you know I was what? Too. I kissed the flower. So I'm equally yeah, as guilty of feeding into her. 
I, I said, knock it off. Her OCD. I said, no, no, no. I said, because here's the thing is like, that's where it all begins. Yeah. In your mind. See, the whole thing with, with a lot of this, when you want to use the word mental health, mm-hmm. this is not a foreign concept to the Bible. Right. Right. The Bible talks about how we love God with all of our mind. Yeah, that's good. Important. Right. Uh, you know, Jesus talks a lot about peace and anxiety mm-hmm. and worrying. Right. Jesus's famous quotes like Matthew chapter six, Sermon on the Mount. Everybody knows Sermon on the Mount. He says, which of you could add one hour to your life by worrying? Right. Don't worry. He says tomorrow has enough problems of its own. So just focus on today. Like he, he big time on the, he talks a lot about fear and worrying and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know where I was going with that. Something about Kendall. Kendall. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. Mm-hmm. So like, so she, so in her mind, she's connecting her security or whatever to kiss the flower Some or whatever. Ritual, yes. And I'm like, dude, you got to get control of that battle in your mind. Now yeah. I told her straight up, I was like, this is going to be a, you know, a, a, a land like this will just, it'll never stop. Right. It'll be kiss the flower. Then, then it's it'll locked be, the door five ex- times. Exactly. Then it's- exactly. I was like, you got to do this now. And I told her my story. So like, my whole thing was, my main thing was, like, rituals before my dad would go to work or whatever. I would freak out. I would think he was going to die. Yeah, she was starting to get to kind of that place, and that's when you stepped in, yeah. like a good dad would. Yeah. And I just shook her really, like, no, I started shaking it. her like this. and she But you just told her your story, and you're like, <laughs> baby, like, Jesus is with you. You got control of this, and you walked her through it, and we kind of made her walk through it. And then she was so proud of herself. She's like, I don't need the flower anymore. Yeah, I didn't tolerate it one time. Yeah, you I was did like, not. no way. I was like, you are not going to go through what I went through. Yeah. And I don't even think I saw it that way at first until what? you were Cause, identified. Cause you, you have to get, you have to understand that the battle's in our mind. Yeah. So Romans chapter 12 says, do you want to know the will of God for your life? Anybody who wants to know, do you want to know the will of God for your life? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How do I know God's will for my life? Romans chapter 12. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, mm-hmm. patterns, conforming, changing. Don't yeah, be conformed to the patterns of the world, but be transformed, right? Which mm-hmm. is conformed and transformed are opposites. Conformed is when your fear and your del- and your situation, your circumstances is changing in you into something you're not. It's conforming you, right? Yeah. It's an outside thing, right? Transformed is from the inside out. That's good. Right? So don't be conformed. Don't let your pain and your mistakes and your past and your guilt and your fear and whatever the heck is going on in your brain don't let that 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 negativity conform you into something you're not right it's like somebody who wakes up one day and they've been in an unhealthy relationship or an abusive relationship and they go i don't even know myself anymore they were so conformed yeah. by all that they went through you know somebody's personality's changed you know because they had an, an abusive relationship or they're, they're an abusive by the way, speaking of OCD, can you turn your phone upside down? Because that this blinking light right now is just... Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you get an alert, I'm like... <laughs> okay, so, but be transformed. Be transformed, which is how God wants to take from the inside yeah. out. Because who you truly are, Maria, who you truly are, whoever you are who's listening, you're, you're not even truly who you see yourself in the mirror. That's how you see yourself in the mirror. You tr- your true self is who God sees you. Right? Uh-huh. And when you've been born again, mm-hmm. that's a true self that you are discovering. You're becoming more yeah, like Christ. That's good. So it says, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by They're all the Bible that you read. No. All the all the good deeds that you do, all the poor people that you help, all the prayers that you pray, all the church that you attend. What's it say? Don't be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind your mind and that's why i want to teach kendall it's like dude this is a mind 
warfare situation. Yeah. So I remember I was at this water park when I was a kid called Typhoon Lagoon. Typhoon Lagoon. I heard it's reopening, actually. Did you know, hear that? I need to go. Yeah, we need to go. I need to redeem the situation. You need a redemptive trip to Typhoon Lagoon. So Typhoon Lagoon is like Orlando. Disneyland's water park, I think, if I remember yes. correctly, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm there. I'd seen commercials about it when I was a kid, so I was super stoked to go to Typhoon Lagoon. And um, I'm there with my mom, and I was OCD about germs. So I always, I always have to wash my hands a million times and, like, rituals with, you know, the soap and the da 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 And uh, I don't know if it's okay if I mock that. I feel like because it's myself, I can mock it. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't mean to make fun of you if you're trapped in this. Because yeah. this is heartbreaking for you. But And you were there. Yeah, you know, I was there. So, you know, we're there. And I remember this. I'm like seven? No. Yeah, I'm like seven. And I'm like looking at everybody walking around barefoot. And I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone has bare feet. And that means their dirty feet are on the ground and it's touching the slides and it's touching this. And I just remember like feeling like everything just closing in on me, like all the germs, you know, it's like, oh, their athlete's foot is there and I don't have shoes on. And like, I climbed up onto like this little picnic table Yeah. and I just started crying and Uh I had a full like break. I'm like seven years old. I'm at Typhoon Lagoon, dude. Like I've been seeing commercials about this, you know, for my... My whole childhood, I was right. so excited to finally be there. I'm in Orlando, Florida, randomly at Typhoon Lagoon. Like I remember telling like my friends I was gonna get to go to Typhoon Lagoon. Like I remember how Coolest stoked I was. School. And suddenly, I my whole trip is ruined because bam, it just gets in my head that these germs are gonna like get me, mm-hmm. and I start, I'm crying. I'm now in the middle of this water park, seven On years it. old, crying. On and top I of the leave, picnic bench. Yes, and I leave the park. I don't even get to enjoy mm. the park, man. Just totally rob me of this. Yeah. And that's what fear will do. And that's what that's what that's how powerful your mind is for good or for bad. Yeah. You know? So do you know how I broke through that fear? Tell me. Well tell us. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's different ways to get through it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna tell you my story. But first, we got Carlos over here. What, what is it one in three? Did I make that up? No, it, it is one in three. Yeah. Wow. Is um, sorry. I think that was Statista, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, it said that um, since April of 2020 to present date, I, I think the last time was June uh, 13th of 2022, it's a uh, one in three pretty much. It's I think it's at 30%. Wow. I've been reporting some type of anxiety symptom. Yeah. That's a lot Do of people. Do you know if... If that thirty percent is on medication or just reporting symptoms, or uh, I can check. Yeah. Well, I mean, the That's truth a is, lot of the truth is, one out of three people are relating to exactly what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Like, sh- they're asking this question: Is depression mental health or spiritual? Because I feel like I need some meds. Yeah. Right. So I had a lot of issues. I had a lot of issues. Yeah. When I was a kid, a lot of health issues. Right. A lot of uh, mental issues. Right. So this is back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. This is how I broke through. Ninja Turtles comes out in the movie theater. Ninja Teenage Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, Carlos. Turtles in a half shell. Carlos, how old Turtle are you? Turtle power. Thank you. Carlos, how old You're are welcome. you? 30. I'm turning 31 this year. All right, I'm going to give you a little Ninja Turtle quiz real quick. Here we go. go right. <laughs> Raphael, what color is he? He's the red one. Yes. Oh. Leonardo? Blue. Yes. Michelangelo? Orange. Yes. Donatello. Donatello's the purple one. That was my favorite one. I yes. would have guessed them all wrong. All right, here's the theme okay. song. Ready? Raphael's got a bad attitude. Michelangelo is a party dude. Leonardo leads. Donatello. I don't remember. 
You said he was your favorite. I don't remember the song. Though. Donatello does machines. One. Oh. Donatello does I just machines. knew he was a smart one. I was just like, that's that's my guy. Dude, you're sitting over there with headphones on and a computer in your lap with a freaking, what is this keyboard thing in front of you with all these sound devices? We're borrowing your machines. You own these machines that we're borrowing that's for so this. Funny. You are Donatello. I'm Donatello. He's younger than us, babe. Dude, my youth pastor me the other day, he goes, hey, I'm buying some pre-workout. He goes, what's your favorite Ninja Turtle? They have all the different flavored Ninja Turtles. Interesting. And I said, I, I don't admire the Ninja Turtles anymore. I admire Splinter. <laughs> Because Splinter's the real hero, you know what I mean? He he he, he you know, he raised up the Ninja Turtles. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So mental health. It's the it's the nineties. <laughs> it's the nineties. Okay. You're telling us how you broke through. We're seeing we're seeing Ninja Turtles in the movie theaters when it first came out. Okay. All my buddies are there. It's my birthday. Super excited. I'm probably like ten years old. All right. Okay. All my buddies are there. And uh I'm chewing this big old huge thing of gum. Okay. Was it big chew? Big League Chew. <laughs> Big League Chew. The gum. Do you guys remember the gum that looked like dip? <laughs> looked like dip, tobacco? He means like chewing tobacco that the baseball players used to so put in their mouth. So you could pretend yes. at 10 years old that you're chewing tobacco. Yes. Yes. That, but it was gum. Yeah. But the thing is, is there's no the wrapper. 90s. You just, It came with little shreds, remember? So you could just yeah. put as much as you wanted. Yeah, it was there, one right? big container with yeah, like yeah, all the shreds. You're thinking it. bubble yum. You're, think, you're thinking the, you're thinking. Yeah, yeah Big, Big League Chew. Yeah, yeah, So you're putting that out. And then, <laughs> dude, my nug falls out. Your nug. Okay. My gum nug. All right. What do you call it then? Your gum? Yeah, my gum falls out. <laughs> <laughs> my gum wad. That's it, wad. Wad. The wad falls out. And uh, sorry, I'm still thinking marijuana jokes. Okay, the, mar- <laughs> the, the wad falls out, right? The workout of the Lands day. in the floor of a movie theater. Gross. What's nastier than the floor of the movie theater? Oh, maybe the airport, but... Close, close oh second. Oh my god, airport's yeah. really close. Yeah, dude, it's on the floor. My 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 big league chew. Carlos is on the edge of his seat. Look at it right <laughs> now. Look at it right now. Korean it, barbecue it, floor it. is disgusting. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Floor movie theater, rolling across there, and I look down at my gum. No, don't tell me. And I say, I'm I'm not even kidding you. I remember this. We're on our way out of the theater. Like I teenage mutant, like stoked, right? And I drop my gum, and I'm like, "This is it." Oh no! This is the day I'm going to get over my fear of germs. And I picked up, I I'm even kidding. <laughs> I picked it up off the ground. There's like little bits of like milk duds and like popcorn That's kernels. Disgusting. There's like who knows what kind of gingivitis is on this thing. I put it in my mouth. It's so gross. It's a little crunchy. And I ate the dirty gum. That's disgusting. And never had OCD ever again. Just broke through. Just one just burst through. <laughs> I never flipped out about gym. Well, high five. Because the truth is, if through. you can eat gum off a movie theater floor, you are, do not have a fear of germs. That was your moment. Yes. That's a disgusting moment, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had any struggle with... Uh... Yeah, I have. Um... Gosh, I don't know how long it's been now, maybe about 10 years. Uh, I had some health issues. Um, We were pregnant and I had an emergency surgery and um, that led to a bunch of health issues. We had a miscarriage after that. I was pregnant during that surgery. We lost our baby. Then I was so sick. I had uh, like blood couple blood transfusions and then 
um, had hemorrhaging issues. So I was, my body was a hot mess and they had to put me on like triple birth control to control what was going on with my body and this hemorrhaging that was happening. And I turned into a different person and, uh, I've always kind of prided myself on being able to like do a lot. I have a lot of energy. I'm go, go, go. And uh, all of a sudden after the months of being sick with all these complications, I just felt like a, I don't know, like a zombie or a vegetable. I just, I remember this one morning laying in bed and, uh, I mean, normally like the, the win of my day is how many things I get done off my checklist. Like, let me show you day how, how much I can conquer today. That's kind of my MO. And I was laying in bed and it was 8am. My alarm went off and my first meeting that day was at my house at 1030. And I remember just looking at the clock going, I can't do that. Mm. I can't, I can't, that's, it's too soon. I can't be ready by that time. And then I just remember having this thought, like, who are you? Who, who, who is this? Like, this is not Maria that loves to like mm. accomplish and do and has energy. And I was on all this medication and I felt the Holy Spirit just speak to me because I was like, God, what is wrong with me? Like, I don't feel like myself. I don't want to get out of bed. How was this impacting our relationship? Oh, I mean, it impacted everything in our life. Because if you don't, people always think I'm the one with the most energy. You have 10 times the energy. I yeah, have. you seem like you have no. more energy, but I have no, more no, no, stamina. No, 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 no. You have <laughs> yours more is a, energy. Yours are bursts. Mine are like, let's just keep going. You had, you are nonstop. You are the energizer yeah. bunny. So mm-hmm. this season, you were it was it was like a different person. Yeah, right? I was. But also, you know, our marriage has been, you know, I think our marriage has been, you know, up and to the right. Like, I feel like every yeah. year we've gotten stronger. I mean, we've had challenging times but for sure i feel like we've we've been more in love each year i think we've grown in love yeah but this was really rough for us at this moment yeah we had two miscarriages that year i was in and out of the hospital for about seven months um what year was this this was logan was two so he was born so like 2012 so year seven yeah year seven of our marriage and uh it was real it was it was tough and i just didn't feel like myself and this was months of just I don't know, struggling, like just feeling like, will I ever feel like myself again? Like, is there hope? Everything felt a little hopeless. So you're describing depression. Yeah. And I didn't realize it, but that's definitely the reality of what was going on. My story is a lot about anxiety. Mm -hmm. I I have a depression story I can share. Yeah. But yours is more about depression. So anxiety is can be described in a small version of being afraid of the future. Right. Right. Anxiety can be more about like what's to come. Depression is similar, but it's very much more about what you're describing. Right. What had happened. Yeah. I think the, the grieving of two babies and uh, all the health stuff, like all of a sudden I was healthy. I was whole. I never had any medical issues and now my body's not working and, it's it's declining quickly and I'm not getting better was just, I think, very hard for me to process. Both are paralyzing if you let yeah, totally. and anxiety can keep you stuck. Yeah. And I remember this moment where I was that day in bed and I just like cried out to God and I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't you heal me or fix me? And uh, he, 
just the Holy Spirit whispered to me and I knew it was him because I would have never, this wasn't a thought in my own head. He just, it's the Holy Spirit said, look up the medication you're on. Mm. And I was on a bunch of medication and I grabbed, I had enough energy to reach to the side of my table where all my medicine was and grab it and grab my phone and type in the name of the medication. And I just kept reading blog after blog, how this was making people depressed, Mm. how they didn't feel like they were in love anymore. Like all these things that I was feeling was related to the medication I was on. And I quickly was just like, you know what? I'm just going to get off of it and trust that, (laughs) you know, I'll tell my doctor, I told, I'll tell my doctor I'm going to get off of it, but this is not helping me. It's actually hurting me. And, um, both of us jumped on that moment because we, we give plenty of counsel to people who ask about this yeah it's like whoa check with your doctor yeah (laughs) last thing i want to do is answer this question is depression a mental health or spiritual situation go oh it's spiritual right and then you know we have schizophrenics and yeah and people who are really struggling who have said things like i don't need my medicine anymore because god healed me right you know and and seeing that they clearly still need their medicine and Mm -hmm. they should have talked to their doctor about it and so that's why we both kind of jumped in on it it's like you talk to your doctor. Yeah, about I it. talk to my doctor. Yeah. Um, but does God heal? Absolutely. Does God use doctors to help? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely both. And I think there's different mental illnesses and different diagnoses. And what can be uh, one thing for one person is completely different, even though maybe depression for one person um, is very different from someone else. So someone else's depression. Remember- we both had seasons in our life where we've had depression. Yeah. And when you had that and I was living with you and you didn't love me anymore. I, I remember saying it was the one of the hardest things, hardest moments I think I ever Don't had. Don't bring it up. I'm not trying to cry you right brought, now. I'm, I'm not trying to cry right now. Why are you bring it up? No, I just remember for anyone maybe that's walking through depression. Yeah. yeah. Like I knew with my head that I loved my husband and I knew somewhere in my heart. I, I knew like it was not a, an issue or a question to me, but that feeling of love and emotion as I was walking through depression, I could not feel it. And I remember telling you and seeing like the just deep sorrow <laughs> and pain that caused, yeah. but like me being honest with how I felt and you loving me through that and me saying like, Hey, I don't, I don't feel this right now, but I know that I do. And I appreciate you and I do love you, but like, I'm really struggling with all these feelings. I think, um, it's one of the hardest moments we had. I just hate hurting you. And I knew it did. So anyway, um, if you're going through that, sometimes when you are, I think in it, when you are struggling with depression, you're going to feel things that maybe aren't true. And, and it's just important to recognize that. Cause I knew I loved you. I always, I've never stopped loving you, but that like love feeling I absolutely did not have during that time of depression. Well, that's, you know what? You didn't have to share that story. Thank you for sharing that story. Cause somebody, mm-hmm. you know, God, God's carried us, hasn't he? Totally. He's been there for us. Tell or, Why don't you tell us about your story that was a little bit more recent than mine okay with your struggle i mean look here's the thing season of depression whether it's anxiety or depression and the conversation about medical right like this was a medical thing yeah you know and my thing was probably from trauma at a young age you know um but i don't you know at the end of the day it's still your mind right and being able to 
take the thoughts, Mm -hmm. the Bible says, captive. I love it. It says in Corinthians 10 that we take thoughts captive Mm -hmm. and we submit them to Christ. I love how you like this because you're in jujitsu and you submit people yes, all the you time take the with thoughts the, the arm. You're just arm barring someone. <laughs> well, that's what that word means. I know that it is. It just means submit. Yeah. But the idea that our thoughts could come from outside in, yeah, is radical. Mm-hmm. So the Bible says that not all your all, all of your thoughts don't necessarily come from inside. You could have thoughts that come from the outside, mm-hmm. which are demonic thoughts, which are lies, right? So you could have, a, like, I could be a little kid with a lie from the enemy mm-hmm. saying, your dad's going to die in a car wreck. You better say goodbye to him. Mm. If you don't say goodbye three times and tell him you love him three times and give him three kisses and do three circles and give him three hugs, then he's going to die in a car wreck because you didn't do this ritual. Wow. Isn't that awful? Awful. If you don't wash your hands all these different ways, then these germs are going to survive and they're going to get on you and you're going to get sick. And You know what I mean? You're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's real, dude. Mm-hmm. So... The Bible says, though, in, in, in Corinthians 10, it says that, that when, you, when you take them th- the thoughts captive and you submit them to Christ, when you grab the thoughts yeah. and you look at the thoughts and you say, are these good thoughts or not, and then you submit them to Christ, it says that he demolishes the arguments. Mm. So he shuts down the conversation because that's what truth does. Yeah. What we want is truth. Truth sets us free, right? Yeah. And so the truth is, is that no matter how many times I kiss or hug my dad, that has nothing to do with him getting in a car accident. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of have a fun story that I got into about how I was able to eat the dirty gum. <laughs> but in some weird way, there was some truth to that because I had had enough of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was your line in the sand. I'm still germ conscious. <laughs> a little bit. I'm germ conscious, <laughs> but it doesn't affect my life. You know what I mean? Not no. in a bad way. So it just might affect the restaurant we eat at. There's some nasty <laughs> restaurants out there. There's some nasty restaurants if out there. The menus are sticky. You should walk. Oh out. my gosh! Okay? <laughs> if you sit the down at a restaurant, are sticky. That's and the a good menu? indication that the kitchen is also not clean. <laughs> okay, that's that one's for free. If you want some germ guidance, I've worked in enough okay. restaurants to know if the menu's <laughs> sticky. You never even worked in a restaurant. I've worked in these restaurants. Oh, I've just been married to you. So yeah, okay. we know. And then okay. your story, back to your story. Yeah. You know, because this is a good way. I think this is a good way of talking the subject was that medicine you were taking was affecting you on a biological. Yeah. Chemical, physical level, chemical, chemical level. level. Right. Uh-huh. So is depression a mental health or spiritual situation? Is it both? How best to treat? I'm not going to say how best to treat. Yeah. Because I would never suggest getting on or off medicine without talking to a doctor. Absolutely. Okay. I would also say on the spiritual side, though, you know, these lies that we believe will ruin your life. They will dictate your life. You believe the wrong lie. You believe a lie about your life. It'll jack you up. Yeah. And that's what the enemy wants about yourself. Totally. When you know the truth, Jesus says in John chapter eight, if you hold to my teachings, the word hold is the word meno in Mm -hmm. Greek. If you hold, it means continue. It means remain. It means never give up. It means hold, hold on to, hold on to to my teachings, meno, my teachings. Then you will know the truth. The truth will set you free. Then you'll be my disciple and you will know the truth Mm -hmm. and the truth will set you free. Everybody loves to quote, and the truth will set you free. You know who said that? The Lord said that. (laughs) Jesus said that, but he said it if you hold to his teachings. Yeah, there is a- So you have to know the truth. Caveat there. Yeah, it's Jesus's truth. Jesus also says, I am the way, I am the truth, right? I am the life. Mm -hmm. So, So, you know, you- 
in my story about breaking from the germs, I knew the truth. You know what I mean? I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew that that was not, that was in my head. And right. It was a mental warfare situation. And I think with you, you know, you had to get back into your right mind too and yeah. out of the influence of those drugs in order to remember how much you love me. Yeah. And, um, but whether it's drugs in your head or a lie in your head, it'll make, it'll change you. Yeah. You got to, you got to get your head right. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would answer that question. How best to treat, uh, I would say, you go to the Lord in prayer and you go to your doctor with a prescription. You figure out what's up. Yeah. Because one out of three people listen to this right now. Yeah. You know, so I remember a few years ago, how long ago was it when I started getting depression? Uh, maybe like five years ago. I, I never had it before in my life. I think about five years ago. I never ago. had, I never had depression in my life. Not like that, that paralyzing, like not want to get up and do stuff, you know? And, and yeah. it's just like, it's really embarrassing for me. It was really, I didn't want to tell anybody about it. Right. You know, I remember I told one person and, uh, you know what they said? You have so much to be grateful for. How could you be? And I'm like, Oh God, why did I tell you? You mm. know? It's like, I know that. I know I have a beautiful wife that loves me. I know that I have three wonderful kids that are healthy. You know, I know that, you know, I, 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 I live in the you greatest country in the world. You know, <laughs> I, I know that I have, I have so much to be grateful for. It has yeah. nothing to do with gratitude. Yeah. Every day of my life, I thank God out loud for what I have. I'm, if there's one thing I don't struggle with, it's gratitude. Yeah. You know, you'd have to vouch for me on that. I, I do. That I'm, I mean, I, if you, if you, I know who I was before Christ. I know who I was 20 years ago. I know what God's done, yeah. you know, and I, I, it never escapes me, you know, uh, I, I think I'm out, I think I'm out loud, but for some reason there, I was like in a funk. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I need to get away. So me and some friends went to Yosemite on a backpacking trip and I never do stuff like that. And I did it. And I felt like I was going away to find God. Here's the difference. When people get depressed, oftentimes they isolate. Right. Isolation is not the same thing as solitude. Right. Okay. Isolation is when you're pulling back, you're retreating, you're getting into yourself. You're isolating. You're actually pushing Pushing everything away. Yeah. You're isolating. Uh, Solitude is not when you're pulling back. It's when you're pushing in. Right. Solitude is going away to get with God. It's pushing things out of the way to get to God, not pushing things back to be right. by yourself. Well, and you also didn't go by yourself. You took two of your closest friends um, yeah. on this trip with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like, I got to go back. I got I to gotta go find out what's going on, man. I never had depression in my life. What the heck's going on? And honestly, I mean, as his wife, I was worried about him. Like, I'd never seen you at a place where, uh, you know, it felt so hopeless for you. And there you. was like three pastors back to back who ended their own life that we knew During of that had time. families. Yeah. So like, it was like, I was like, do whatever you need it was to a do. Lot of, the conversation, there was a lot going on at that time yeah. too. So I didn't have suicidal thoughts, but I definitely was in a funk. And so anyways, I felt like I was seeking God. The Lord told me to take this little journal with me. I sensed it. I went out there. I met with God. I don't want to get too personal, but the Lord spoke to me. Yeah. And he told me, you know, that this mental health issue that I was going through was spiritual. Yeah. So there was a spiritual component to this depression that I was in. And that's for another podcast for another day. But there can be times. You know, one of the greatest causes for depression is guilt. It's people feeling feeling guilty about what they've done, Mm -hmm. you know. And there's a cure for that, which is called forgiveness. It's called the cross, right? And uh, that wasn't where mine was coming from. Mine was God was teaching me something. He was showing me something. Yeah. But there are people that have been victimized or hurt other people. 
Sure. Or, you know, a lot of it can be tied down to trauma from their childhood, these kind of things. They don't know why their body's acting like this. Yeah. But your body has something that's not telling you. Right. Your brain remembers something that you're forgetting. Yeah. There's things that, there's a book called The Body Keeps Score. Mm. Like there's, there's something happening in the biology here, the physical here in your body that's connected to spiritual. You don't realize it. It's connected to shame, guilt, mm-hmm. um, you name it. Sure. You may not be able to put your finger on it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Yeah. And so I definitely, I definitely believe that sometimes depression and anxiety is just straight up because our mind's not right. Yeah. Because we need to, we need to forgive ourselves. We need to receive the forgiveness of God, you know, cause <laughs> nothing will cause, nothing causes, nothing, nothing will paralyze you or rob you of a greater future than thinking that you're right. You're, you're well, I think too, um, so many times I feel like in the generation before us, um, like no one talked about anything. No, we our generation is recovering from using words. Like we weren't allowed to use words. That, that wasn't really mental illness was not a mental health. These yeah. words were not used as we were growing up. Um, therapy, which is so beneficial right, right, for right. anyone. Um, and everyone (laughs) marriage counseling, all these things. We don't go to marriage counseling. We have great marriage. Yeah. If you ever were going to go to a therapist, there was something like highly (sighs) wrong with you and you didn't want to be seen that way. I feel like in our parents' generation and our generation, like help us, like (laughs) let's talk these things through. So many times I think we battle in our mind because we never talk about things. And so anyway, plug for, if you are battling depression, anxiety, like, Going to a Christian counselor might change everything for you and unlock something as you process your trauma and grief and whatever it is you're walking through. My Yosemite trip where I got away, solitude, saw God, he actually healed me and I haven't had depression since. So I will tell you that there's a miracle working God Yeah. with supernatural solutions. You came back different for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, I can't answer this question with how best to treat yeah. Without saying that there really are, uh, you know, multiple components. Yes. But at the end of the day, it's still usually about our mind, Yeah, you know, and uh, that's what the Bible says is that we, there's a reason why we love God with all of our mind Yeah, because we give our mind to him. We take those thoughts captive, right? Give them to him. We know the will of God by the transforming, renewing of our mind. Let's end this episode. Pray for some people. Pray for their minds, babe. God, we pray right now for the third of everyone watching that's battling anxiety or depression or any other mental illness out there. You are the God that is, uh, you love, you gave us a mind and you gave us a heart and you speak to our heart. God, I pray that you would direct um, anyone walking through this, that you would help them figure out their best next step, whether it's uh, taking thoughts captive and submitting them to you. Maybe it's seeing a therapist. Maybe it's seeing a doctor. Um, Any of those things, God, you can use all of them. You're the God that is almighty. And so any way that you want to uh, meet them, you will. And so we just ask that you would direct them, that you would be with them, and that they would have hope because there's hope in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.